And joining us now is Jim Taylor, CEO of Electric Glass Mile Solutions, to introduce the company to our audience in an area where electric vehicles are extremely popular. Even just saying EV gets people interested. Tell us more about the company. Thank you, Nicole. Well, we're obviously a new company, fresh out of SPAC fundraising and launching our vehicles. This quarter, the highlight was, and I reported not just the earnings, but the big news was we're joining, I'd say, an exclusive elite club where we actually are shipping. You know, there's a lot of new entrants in this space and are coming to market, announcing plans to come to market, but uh, we started shipping at the end of September. Our plants manufacturing uh, commercial vans, as you know, the product now, and uh, we're happy to be in business. Commercial vans. So, and I know that you plan to move to mass production and deliveries in 2022. What's the timeline for that? And what are you hoping to pump out? Yeah, we're moving, uh, you know, this is this is a complicated business. We're working through, as the whole industry is, uh, numerous supply challenge, logistic challenges, but uh, we're ramping, as I said a few minutes ago, uh, we will be continuing to increase what we call our line rate and production speed throughout the fourth quarter and into the first quarter. So we're uh, at the front end of so-called mass production, but we'll be uh, into it, uh, say, full bore uh, by the fourth, fourth uh, end of the fourth quarter, you know, into the first of the uh, next year, and uh, accelerating. We had uh, set out, uh, let's say, guidance uh, during our SPAC process and our business plan that we intended to make about 20,000 next year. We still have plans to hit those kind of numbers. Now, right now, everybody would, uh, you know, hesitate in a second and say, notwithstanding supply challenges. But other than that, uh, that's what we have uh, planned for next year's production. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know getting the numbers straight has to be, um, you know, trial and error as you're developing new products in new ways and facing some of the things that other companies are facing from chip shortages and complex logistics. That's what some of the analysts were noting. Um, what are your plans for getting through what could be a tough time? Yeah, this has been uh, uh, probably understatement of the year, an unprecedented uh, business year, economic year. Of course, the challenges the auto industry has faced, uh, the highest profiles, probably the chips. In our particular case, uh, fortunately, knock on wood, we don't have chip issues, but ours is primarily the logistics, just getting containers, even to get your hands on something to ship in and then you know, you start going through each of the steps of that, whether it's the, the freight across the water, whether it's the port, whether it's then the truck that it has to bring it to our plant. Uh, so obviously we have a team managing that. We have outside companies and experts managing that. And so, uh, you know, in our particular case, assuming they reach the back door of our plant, you know, we're good to go. We don't have actually right. very many individual uh, supplier challenges. And uh, our plant, uh, as you may know, was already an existing plant, was ready to go, was already uh, facilitized, so we don't have any you know, capital installation issues. I've got a very experienced uh, team there that's been building vehicles for literally 20 years, uh, no labor issues. So you know, once the parts make the back, uh, back door, they're in and out very quickly and onto our customers. Yeah. Let's talk about the EV market overall. I mean, you're fully immersed and there's a lot of excitement when people ask you about you know, why you're here, why now? I am curious to, I guess mm -hmm. you'll be servicing more commercial for these vans and I guess some trucks. And also I, there's a battery agreement that I was reading about as well. What, mm -hmm. Tell me about the growth and what you're expecting here. Somebody who's right. fully immersed in electric vehicles. <laughs> well, 
for those of us that are buried in this space, uh, there's some obvious potential supply constrictions. And as you just mentioned, the biggest one of those would be the batteries because you know, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. All the big OEMs, of course, announced very aggressive plans for transitioning to electric vehicles. And if you take all of those you know, forecasts, add them all up together, that's going to put a huge amount of pressure on the battery supply industry. So it was important for us to go out, lock up capacity uh, immediately for that out for the next three or four years. And not just lock it up, but lock it up with one of the top ones, ah. uh, if not the top supplier in the year, uh, in, in the uh, world for this year and then going on. Their name is uh, a CATL, but that contract was, uh, was, I'd say, critical for us to be able to protect our, our volumes next year. As far as the rest of the industry, uh, you mentioned that, and I want to take this chance to say we've taken a, I'd say, slightly different approach in the sense that we're only going into this commercial space. And, uh, you know, fortunately for us, I call it like the perfect storm in a good way that e-commerce, as you know, is exploding. And so... You know, not so sexy, not so glamorous. You know, these aren't uh, awesome looking cars that uh, some of the other people are launching and catch everybody's eyes, but these are kind of the backbone of the infrastructure, you know, of America that delivery on all these goods, food, sure. you know, products every day. And even now, as we've all adapted to our front doors, you know, with the likes of Amazon and things like that. Right. So, a very yeah. critical piece, you know, of the day-to-day -day commerce system. Yeah. So we're feeding uh, directly into that market. And uh, from what we can see, you know, demand is going to be you know, far in excess of supply from all the OEMs okay. as, as far as we can see. Yeah, I think that battery deal was very important. I'm glad we had a moment to chat about it. I'm glad I asked you about that because securing that in place is big. And then you, t you mentioned America. Are there plans for global expansion for you? A global footprint? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, of course, this uh, you know e-commerce uh, phenomenon, let's call it, is uh, is global, and uh, even from an industry standpoint, if you look at uh, where EVs are across the world, uh, I'd say China uh, and the China market's got a two or three year jump at least on us uh, from the introduction, the adoption of EVs. But uh, one of our kind of mantras, Nicole, is you know stay focused. We're uh, coming, my whole team, and from a background of execution and making sure that we uh, pay attention to you know walk before you run. So as part of that is launch here in the U.S., which we have already. Uh, next is we opened up Canada recently. Next will be Mexico. So during the 2022 timeframe, really, we want to take address of the, um, you know, advantage of the, just say the addressable market here, which is plenty for us in uh, North America. So we'd have Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. up. And then the natural growth, yeah. uh, given the price of gas and the adoption already in Europe. Uh, next, we've had a lot of interest already expressed from people. Uh, how soon can you come here? And then back to, of course, the biggest now car market on earth okay. is uh, China. But we want to do that in stages and, you know, not get over our skis, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Electric Last Mile Solutions CEO, Jim Taylor. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you. Nice to chat with you. Thank you, Nicole. E -L -M -S. Thanks.